Hello, and welcome to Fit for Future Utilities, Arcadis's podcast exploring what utilities need in order to be fit for future. I'm Stephanie Kay, and we continue this series today with advanced asset management. Coming up in this episode. You know, what we know is assets don't get better with age. Maintenance costs are at an all-time high. Revenue projections are based on usage, and which is declining throughout the United States. And then what we're seeing is an increase in shocks and stressors. So natural disasters are happening at a more frequent pace. So how do you plan for that? I really feel like what I see in my practice of asset management is a lack of overall strategy and performance measures that that translate to the day-to-day activities uh, of the staff so that everyone can really participate in asset management. An organization's assets are not just limited to the infrastructure part of it. People are part of um, an organization's assets, processes, the systems that they use. Every single different part of the organization is part of those assets. We'll hear from three subject matter experts to find out how advanced asset management can help utilities optimize limited resources to save billions of dollars. Plus, we'll examine some advanced asset management success stories today on Fit for Future Utilities. Kevin Slavin is Water Asset Management Lead at Arcadis. He spent the last 10 years working with business advisory services for Arcadis North America. He says asset management in the U.S. is changing, and the pressure to modernize means utilities have to look at the big picture. Well, we're seeing more and more growth around asset management. And it used to be just if you implement an asset management program, it's just looking at what was your capital investment plan for the next you know, five to 20 years, depending on the range that you're looking at. But now it's looking at you know your entire investment portfolio. Um, you have to have a risk assessment for every single asset. You have to you know look at what are your required levels of service. What are your goals of your organization? You have to have that investment plan that looks at capital and operational expenditures. And it has to be done for your entire portfolio of assets. It used to be that you could implement an asset management plan just on a capital project that was getting ready to be finished. But now it requires your entire portfolio of assets. Utilities are facing a growing investment gap, and interim solutions have come up short. But that's not the only challenge. What they've tried to do over the past seven years is they've raised rates. We've seen almost a 30% increase across water and sewer utilities. And that's still not even cutting down into the investment need. So still that growth is is growing. Um, We're seeing maintenance costs at an all-time high. And then another big challenge is we're seeing aging workforce. So institutional knowledge is leaving utilities at a rapid rate. We're seeing that, you know, they're losing that knowledge. They're not replacing it. They don't have appropriate succession planning. So some of the state requirements now make you have an organizational chart with succession planning as part of your asset management program. So we're seeing a lot of big challenges, but it's how do you attack that? How do you go after it all at once? Um, that's what the or- that's what a lot of organizations are, are focusing on. You know, developing gap assessment and roadmap to see what they need to do and what the priority is. I really feel like what I see in my practice of asset management is a lack of overall strategy and performance measures that that translate to the day-to-day activities uh, of the staff so that everyone can really participate in asset management uh, because it takes everyone from the frontline workers touching the assets all the way up through management and directors. Celine Heyer is water conveyance lead at Arcadis and has worked with treatment plants on their asset management programs for two decades. 
Um, the other challenge is access to data. Uh, a lot of the utilities have very siloed uh, data in different multiple systems, some maybe even in someone's uh, you know, spreadsheet on their laptop, and it makes it really difficult to use data for decision making, in addition to the fact that a lot of the data is really static, so it's just a snapshot in time. Um, so that becomes a challenge with uh, you know, making that risk data-driven decisions. Melissa Pomalis is Florida Water Area Lead and has been with Arcadis for more than 15 years. She says traditional asset management focuses too heavily on the physical infrastructure. An organization's assets are not just limited to the infrastructure part of it. People are part of um, an organization's assets, processes, the systems that they use. Every single different part of the organization is part of those assets. So in advanced asset management, we're looking more at things that enable the, the progress and the improvement of the management of those assets as a whole. So we really have a couple of different enablers that are helping push this forward. So we're looking at the technology advancements, advanced analytics, and also we're seeing a big push around innovation and cultures. So we're seeing now focusing on how can you create that innovative culture to bring ideas to the forefront and, and test those. So Intelligent Water really combines the solutions and innovation culture into the workforce. We coined the phase of collective intelligence, so it's becoming more powerful when you leverage the staff and the technology together. It really helps you fit for the future utility. It really drives the program forward. So looking at you know what new roles do you need in the organization, what new technologies should you be looking at, and driving that into the intelligent water space really creates that holistic approach for how you need to manage your assets. TOTEX, or total expenditure, is a term commonly used in the UK and Europe. Part of advanced asset management's holistic approach in the U.S. focuses on optimizing TOTEX instead of CapEx alone. We're looking at optimizing not only the capital expenses, but also the operational expenses, which is a way to better balance the needs and the priorities of the organization instead of having them compete against each other, right? Which is usually what we see when we're talking with our with our clients that usually operating budgets and capital budgets end up being kind of like a in a competitive way and balancing out, you know, how much are we going to be able to spend on the capital side? How much do we need on the operational side? Where advanced asset management is really trying to tackle both of them, right? And looking at them as a whole so that the total investments that are going to be done, the total expenses that are going to be done on the capital and the operational side are balanced ultimately to meet the most of the objectives that the organization is looking to meet. Yeah, we have these financial outlooks that are not very good for most utilities. You know, a lot of utilities are seeing that they're going to struggle to meet the future projections of what the investment needs to be. So how do you leverage technology to make sure you're optimizing your decisions? So every asset that you replace is the right asset. Looking at your problems in a different light, how do you solve these problems? You know, what we know is assets don't get better with age. Maintenance costs are at an all-time high. Revenue projections are based on usage and which is declining throughout the United States. And then what we're seeing is an increase in shocks and stressors. So natural disasters are happening at a more frequent pace. So how do you plan for that? While the majority of utilities have yet to adopt an advanced asset management program, the ones who have are seeing rewards. The Metro Sewer District of Greater Cincinnati implemented a reliability program that saved millions of dollars. They had a consent decree where they had to invest in their sewer system. And a lot of the plant and pump station assets were not getting the investment because they weren't under the consent decree. So they was focused on those sewers. 
So what they did is they create a best in class reliability program. So reliability centered maintenance is what they brought to the organization. And they brought in some of the industry legends to kind of help train them. You know, people like Doc Palmer, Max Smith, Jack Nicholas that develop reliability center maintenance programs for other industries, you know, military and the airline industry brought them in to say, how do we achieve better reliability? They looked at management of change. So they developed a positive energy team, you know, and they realized that a lot of their staff had ideas, but they weren't being heard in the past. So they wanted to get them more engaged and figure out how they could get them engaged. So really it was focused on how they drop down those, those OPEX spending, you know, and, and have better reliable assets. And what it led to is they saved millions of dollars in avoided failures. They were able to meet permit compliance, which they had some issues with that in the past, and they focused on continuous improvements. That's one organization specifically on there. MSD isn't the only organization pushing its boundaries. By adopting predictive analytics in place of historical standards, the San Antonio Water System implemented an optimized replacement plan and long-term funding forecast. They had over 7,000 miles of water main, so a very big system. We did a, a, a couple of innovative things there. SAWS was, was very uh, uh, open to being on the cutting edge, uh, and they had procured a predictive software that evaluates uh, when water mains will fail based on their past failure history uh, and their corresponding attributes like type of soil, uh, cor corrosivity of, of soil. Uh, and we also combined some unique field condition assessment techniques uh, for non-invasive acoustic wall integrity testing to come up with the replacement plan for those 7,000 miles of mains. We also configured a, a decision support tool that brought all these things together for SAWS so really, they can continue the program and, and selecting the mains for the five-year CIP, selecting which mains need to be inspected and, and identifying the, the possible inspection methods that go with that, um, and comparing their system to their performance targets that we also set as part of the overall project goals. So a really cool project that uh, leveraged uh, new technology and put the best asset management principles to work. Despite proof that advanced asset management programs work, getting started is still a challenge for many. Melissa says the return on investment is there. Florida is a state that we know the, the great vulnerabilities that the state has and the systems have, particularly South Florida, that we've been seeing it, that, you know, with um, coastal sea level rise, with floods, um, with hurricanes annually, that it impacts severely the systems and can have a very significant negative impact when those happen on the plans that a utility has, right? So there's a lot of things that these utilities are managing and balancing and trying to plan for and execute against, and not many have the tools necessary to be able to say, all right, this is the most objective way that we can make a decision towards to what ultimately the goals that we're looking to achieve for the organization. So advanced asset management definitely will provide and can provide these utilities a framework to help that objective way that is based on best practices, that it's looking at the utility assets as a whole, and that it's also providing them, you know, real-time view of their organization, that it's helping the organization transform, it's helping the organization be more innovative, 
innovative and it's helping the organization also to implement a culture of continuous improvement, which ultimately it's, it's going to attract new staff members to come in as well to contribute to that transformation. It's going to attract and better engage the stakeholders everywhere from customers to government officials that are very much interested and very much part of the, you know, that ecosystem of the utility based on the services that the utility is providing. So I believe that advanced asset management is ultimately going to continue to play a very important role in how utilities prepare themselves and can see themselves to be fit for these future situations, right? And that future whether it be because we're seeing population growth in the area or because there's a need that risks need to be better mitigated, that the systems need to be strengthened, that, you know, there's a bigger push to address resilience, that we need to tackle sea level rise impacts. There's a million different challenges depending on where in the country your utility is located that utilities will need to face. And advanced asset management as a framework and with the tools it provides and the integration and connectivity with all the other things that um, we've been discussing on the innovation, resilience, intelligent water, workforce challenges, all that integration that it provides really serves as a great base and framework for utilities in, in preparing and in helping them really achieve those goals that they're setting out for themselves to meet. As asset management frameworks continue to grow, Celine says there are programs in place to connect industry players with resources and to each other. There's quite a few groups out there that are a combination of uh, utility personnel, consultants, technology providers. Um, one of the, the uh, groups, the AWWA Asset Management Committee, um, I serve as the vice chair on that. And uh, uh, we really focus on all aspects of asset management. And again, uh, bring that connectivity together for, for training purposes, uh, for disseminating best practices on asset management. And uh, you know that's a great place to, to really connect with, uh, with people uh, that are interested in implementing asset management. Also work very closely with the Virginia Tech Sustainable Water Infrastructure Management Center, uh, which again is a collaboration of uh, utility uh, folks, consultants, technology providers, uh, similar where we're trying to disseminate uh, information around asset management. And there's also a, a training program that was put together by a group of both consultants and uh, utility employees uh, that's available. You can look on the Virginia Tech website uh, and starts from intro to asset management all the way through creating asset management plans. Uh, and we're also working on several other modules, um, hopefully coming out within the next year or so. So there are some good resources out there. Kevin says creating a fit for future utility means understanding how your organization needs to evolve and preparing the workforce for change. So really focusing on, you know, how are you communicating change? How are you getting buy-in from the organization? How are you making sure everyone's engaged in the decisions that are going forward? You know, one of the biggest things that we see of, of programs failing is they operate in a silo. They're not aligned with the overall level of service goals of the organization. They don't align with the strategic plan of the organization. So then they have an asset management group that just operates in a little silo. So we need to make sure that we focus on how do you implement those change management practices. I think the first part comes with really understanding where you are today, right? So what is your maturity level in asset management? Because you have to 
obviously be competent in basic asset management before you can go forward to be advanced. Uh, so there's some gap analysis tools out there that Arcadis has used before uh, on uh, many of our clients. One is through the Water uh, Research Foundation, the, the SAM gap tool. There's also an ISO 55000 gap analysis tool, uh, and those really rank where you are relative to, to overall best practices. So you, you can understand you know, what your challenges might be moving forward. And I think another part that I had mentioned earlier is uh, you, know, you need to have good strategy. So reviewing your strategy, if you don't have a utility-wide strategic plan, uh, you know, now is the time to, to try to put one together so you can align the overall strategy with what are the objectives uh, and goals for your asset management program. And then finally, it's all about people, right? So these programs touch a lot of people across the organization, uh, and it's really important to understand, you know, the roles they play, considering some new skill sets, maybe like adding data scientist type or data analytics positions, uh, in addition to the traditional uh, utility engineering and, and uh, technical roles, uh, and making sure that you think about change management as part of your overall uh, implementation or transformation so that you can set yourself up for success. One of the things that um, that I know that we've been doing with some of our clients, we, we go in and we have the discussion about right asset management and, and advanced asset management. We can cover all of this. However, let's start here. And why are we starting here? We understand and, and kind of tackle the things that the utility is gonna be able to address in the short term so that we can start building on the successes and they see the improvements. And then we start with the more complex parts that need to be added to asset management. We help them define what, what's your strategic asset management plan ultimately. And we start developing those and implementing those and then building on those so that the momentum and the, and, and the teams really get behind that implementation. More successfully in some, and right, in some, in some utilities than others, but if more can realize that asset management can be broken down into more discrete blocks that help build on top of each other, then I think more utilities will embrace it and will actually start, you know, furthering that journey from, you know, their, their current asset management practices into an advanced asset management practice into the future. Thanks for listening to the Fit for Future Utilities podcast series. In our next episode, we'll examine how workforce is one of the keys to a fit for future utility. In the meantime, to learn how Arcadis is improving quality of life in communities around the world, visit www.arcadis.com.